0: And welcome back. Uh, my name is Sheldon McLeod. This is uh, Thinking Out Loud here exclusively on the Salt Wire Network. And uh, thanks a lot for either listening or viewing. And uh, we had a new cabinet uh, introduced to all of us yesterday. The Nova Scotia government is now set uh, 18. Well, I was going to say 18. 19-member cabinet. That includes uh, the premier, uh, Tim Houston, and the seven women who are leading the largest departments who are all, as he says, helping deliver on the priorities. He says it right in the lead on this news release. New Cabinet to Deliver Solutions for Nova Scotia. And uh, and I will invite you to uh, check out uh, saltwire.com. You can find uh, Francis Campbell's story about this as the event happened yesterday. Uh, And again, if you're just listening to this, this is kind of a waste for you. But I'm showing some of the pictures, some of the images from the event uh, from what happened on Tuesday. Um, but what I wanted to do is to kind of take this in a different direction. There are many folks that I could reach out to in political science departments, uh, but I've been following a Twitter account from someone who has been, and you should be too. If you don't uh, follow Katie, not I E at katie, not IE, on Twitter, you should, uh, because she had a really entertaining uh, take on yesterday's events, and she's been doing this for a while. In fact, if we look to um, well, her bio, Dartmouthian, live tweeter, geese memorializer, chair protector, not sure what all of that means, uh, but also um, someone who's writing about politics, and in fact, uh, you can reach her through her WordPress blog spot, Uh, but I think you're probably going to get a lot of entertainment entertainment out of just uh, logging in and creating a Twitter account just to follow our next guest. And uh, Katie Jean is here with me right now. And uh, Katie Jean, how are you?
1: Hello. I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: I have to preface this by asking, um, you know, it is the Internet and Katie Jean. I've had guests before where their pseudonym was how I introduced them. That's your name? That is my name. Katie Jean. Yes. What got you interested enough to want to, A, uh, follow politics and, B, talk about politics?
1: Um, well, it all kind of started really when COVID hit. Um, I had always been interested in politics and followed along with it. But um, I I usually t- stayed out of the Twitter conversation because it can get pretty intense. But when COVID hit and, you know, politicians for. At the forefront, I just started really tweeting about politics then.
0: And, and that that fascinates me. In that, um, you know, it's really hard to get people engaged in these conversations. Now, you know, the word I, world I've inhabited, people are news junkies, and and that's kind of their life breath is you know following along what's happening. But for for a perspective that's different and fresh, I think you bring that. When you decided that you were going to um, engage in that way, and by uh, you know going through the list as they're introducing the members of cabinet yesterday, I'm just kind of curious as to you know where your your perspective <coughs> comes from. Where does all, where this all began?
1: Where my perspective comes from for like cabinet and stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess, um, somebody that was just raised on Stephen Colbert and Jon Stewart and seeing that this government that has been elected, that a lot of people my age or a lot of people on Twitter aren't really excited about, um, I kind of was trying to approach it with a lighthearted um approach, uh kind of like I did with COVID. Like, okay, so this is what we have. Um some of it we're we're not going to think is good. Uh so I kind of went through it in a a bit of a way that okay, I understand this one, I understand this one, and then what are you doing here? Why why are you doing this? So that was my approach was uh, kind of going into cabinet and discovering that way and reacting and showing other people that your reactions are valid because I wasn't the only one going, what did you just say? Yeah, that, that was my approach to the entire
0: thing. And and again, a great sense of humor. I really appreciate that. And I, I noticed, uh, in, you know, a quick check of social media after the cabinet was announced, you know, people that I follow, people that um, I've followed for for some time saw one comment uh, that someone said, I feel sick to my stomach with the naming of this cabinet. You know, really, it's people take this personally. And, and I'm curious how you feel knowing that, you know, for, for young people. People, they've only known a, a liberal government under Stephen McNeil since 2013. For us older folks, you know, we can remember back to John Hamm and to Rodney McDonald in those times. Just curious what, what you are seeing in that visceral reaction for folks in HRM specifically who say, oh, conservatives, ugh.
1: Yeah. So I actually, I briefly remember John Hamm. I remember one time when I was a child, I said hello to him and he like snuffed me. So that was my impression of the DC government. Um, but with the cabinet, I think, at least from my perspective, I was like, okay, PC government got in. Um, just because I don't agree with them doesn't mean I can dismiss every idea that they have. Um, they do have some good ideas. Uh, but when the cabinet started coming in, the spirit started being quickly dashed. Um, it was a lot of, you know... Um, the african nova scotian affairs person is white um john Lore who is in charge of housing is a landlord um just really bizarre decisions um i forget there was another one that that was just nothing was adding up so like any thought that i thought those you know yeah, okay, no, this is going to be okay. Once they assign the cabinet, we're really going to see that they do have priorities that are in tune with Nova Scotians. And then it just kept collapsing and collapsing and kept going down. And a lot of people did feel sick because there was a lot of people not represented in ways that they want to be represented. I know with cabinet, you do not have to pick from your party. So Tony could have totally stayed in as um, African Nova Scotian affairs. Um, I know there was woman representation, which was good to see. Um, But to have, again, the same person with African Nova Scotian affairs as equity and anti-racism. I think a woman, if you were to pick one from the PC government, a woman probably would have been better suited for that role. So everything just kind of seemed mixed around. I saw a a tweet. um, I can't remember who said it now. I think it was like Benefactum Games or something. Um, He said, it's as if everybody showed up to the party and was like, what if we all played each other? And that's kind of what it felt like. I didn't understand what role was being assigned to who. It just So it, it didn't it didn't pacify anybody that was already a bit apprehensive about the new government.
0: One of the things that has been uh, pointed out though, is uh, he has seven women in really strong positions. When we have someone who had worked in healthcare for, for almost Three decades as the new minister of health—that—that uh, that speaks to at least a you know recognition that someone with some experience in in that field is going to take that on. And, and I'm wondering what this means for you as a young woman to look at you know a government that's being represented by at least you know it's not gender parity, but seven women right. in these these roles like health and in education and in you know roles like the Department of Seniors and Long Term Care. What that speaks to, or what that feels like for you
1: um well i'm glad that the other gender of white people were represented um in the cabinet so i you like there was other representation um it is nice to see um i do believe women belong in government like my writing is claudia shender's riding. So, of course, my vote went to her. Um, I think there's a lot of great women candidates that step forward and are still stepping forward now in the federal election. Um, I'm glad they picked them, but I'm not really sure if I still feel represented by uh, the PC government, especially, um, I think, in like 20 minutes here, the health care is going to be announced. So it, it's great to put them in that position. And I hope that means Tim Houston will actually let them represent women. Um, it's one thing to put somebody there and then tell them what to do. So it, it could be a good thing, but we'll see. Yeah,
0: with politics, it's often said governments are not elected, they're unelected. And and I'm wondering, you know, you've been following through, as you pointed out, the COVID briefings and you were there throughout. In fact, you were the one that gave gave Ian Rankin the the nickname two eyes, uh, yeah, uh, because the I, <laughs> E, I, uh, you know, he's got two eyes in his first name. Uh, Great but, but that's it. It's, it's though, uh, a perspective that we see that, you know, that government, some people said was, was not the government of Ian Rankin. I'm just kind of curious as to your thought take from, from there, from that point where we had the election and the COVID briefings to where, oh, well, that's going to be a lock. There's no doubt that the liberals are going to win to what happened with the results in the cabinet we see because of that.
1: Yeah, so um I thought the liberals were going to win. Um, however, a lot of people were burned by the liberal government during COVID. Um, a lot of healthcare workers, long-term care workers, teachers, people that had family in Northwood. There was a lot of issues around Portopic. Um there, there was a lot of issues with the Liberal government and Ian Rankin walked directly into it. Like <laughs> he he came into this kind of half disaster already and then the third wave hit um i still thought the liberals would hold on to it but i'm not surprised the pc government happened as a reaction i mean it was an overwhelming majority um so i am not i'm not surprised we went pc at all when you actually look at real people and the people that showed up to vote. That was their opinion, and that was probably a perspective that they had.
0: It seems and it sounds a little bit like there's some apprehension that uh, you're looking to this party of solutions as he's been branding himself and that you may not be comfortable. Is it the the decisions that you're you're doubtful of or the fact that you're worried that perhaps voices won't be listened to or voices won't be heard?
1: Well, already um, we said, hey, there's a housing crisis. We kind of want rent control to stay for a little bit, and he was just – no. <laughs> um so already there's kind of a he's not really listening to us um i really like the liberal idea of rent control not being permanent although i would like rent control to be permanent but rent control to stay in until supply is established because without the supply there's nowhere to put people now like it's great if the supply will exist but it doesn't exist so we need a solution as he would say right now to put people in like it's great that you want to build all these houses and uh low um or affordable housing but we need people to be in places right now like right now there's people outside sleeping and his only response was well how do we get to a tent city it's like well it that doesn't matter now the crisis is already happening um, So already, I feel like he really dismissed a really big issue to Nova Scotians. Um, So we'll see what the rest goes to. But that, that really put a sour taste in my mouth and a lot of other people's mouths.
0: And, and obviously, uh, promise to fix uh, healthcare. That, that's a huge. Um, it's a huge undertaking, and and I've publicly said, you know, the, you in some ways are setting yourself up for failure if you don't deliver. Uh, I don't know if you have any connections with people in healthcare. If you have any thoughts on, you know, that idea that this will be the party that fixes it.
1: I don't have any connection to people in healthcare, um, but they they have some big plans for it they they allegedly are going to fix it uh but i don't know who is actually going to be fixing it um it's really cool that you want same day next day uh mental health care and it's really great that you think everyone should have a doctor where are you getting these places staffed from um we're short of doctors because doctors don't want to come here. And they say, okay, well, we're going to uh, make sure every place that doesn't have internet has internet. So more doctors want to come here or, um, you know, we'll pay them more or whatever that that's great. But is that actually going to happen? Like I've, I forget who was assigned in cabinet, um, to actually kind of hire these people. I can't remember the, the actual word for it right now, um, but I, I just thought, oh my God, that poor woman, she is just, she has a really big responsibility right now to try to get people into this province because on paper, of course I want all those things, but it's, it's not realistic. We just do not have the people to staff these places.
0: Yeah, I guess to, to kind of wrap this up and, and, and thank you again for sharing a perspective that, you know, I don't have because obviously I'm not you. Uh, and, and I'm wondering, though, uh, what it, what your opinion is about what it will take to get more young, young Nova Scotians interested in politics, following politics, invested in politics, running for politics, given how you've taken kind of a, a side angle in through social media.
1: I really just wish people understood the drama and theater behind it. It's, it's amazing. Um, if you ever watch um, like uh question period, Oh my God, they're so catty. Like the debate, the CBC debate where Tim Houston said he won. And so did everyone else. Like they they were just fighting. It's hilarious to watch. And you can be a part of that if you'd like to. Um, I, I think politics is actually really exciting. And it's a really good study in humanity and how humans act around each other and how you can divide um, a voter from a person. Like, is this person going to be nice because you'll vote for them? Or does do they actually have you in mind? Um, so I think if more young people realize, like, the actual environment of politics and how it isn't stuffy. It, it isn't stuffy at all. It's this amazing environment of just fireworks and fighting and like a good fight and a bad fight. And there's a good guy and a bad guy, but it depends on whose side you're on. Um, I think young people should really get involved with that um, because we have to be the good fight and we have to be the ones starting the fights to make the drama keep going. I love it. I love it. I think politics is great.
0: And it's at Katie with a Y and that's why it's at K-A-T-Y not I-E. I'm like everyone else I thought it was Katie Noti until I heard it. Uh,
1: Yeah, well a lot of people thought it was Katie Noti because I talk about ties all the time and that's part of the reason I said my handle on the CBC debate. I was like, I'm going to clear this up once and for all and it is K-A-T-Y not I-E
0: thank you for this and um politics in your future do you ever think you'd want to put your name on a ballot
1: i've been thinking about it um i think i would like to go into municipal politics if um i did anything because it's the most chaotic in my opinion um if you make a good enough argument everyone in dartmouth could have a goat um if you want to you can argue with somebody about a tree for like a month if you don't like a road The road is gone. It's it's chaotic. Like in council yesterday they were arguing of how many chickens is too many chickens. That I think I am best suited for municipal politics in that and that thought. Twenty
0: twenty four watch for it. Thank you for this. Thanks for the uh, accepting my invitation and and, uh, for sharing with us today. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Katie Jean from Dartmouth. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a